What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and it's a full crew this time. It's Jeremy and Kyle. Guys, what's up? Hey, John. What's going on, everyone? Um, well, as we've seen over this past few days, the Braves are struggling. And it's not really the pitching that's struggling. It's the bullpen. The starters are looking good, in my opinion. And there's, you know, the bats are hit or miss, but I think our struggle is really the tightening of the bullpen. What do you guys think? Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, I think that's very fair to say. If you look into the numbers a little bit, uh, John and Jeremy, the Braves starting pitching actually has the lowest ERA in the National League uh, this season. So the starters have outperformed expectations, even though Kyle Wright's been hurt, Max Freed's been hurt. You know, we've had the Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster up and down kind of performance. You know, it's Ian, Ian Anderson who is going to provide some depth. He's hurt. So all these pieces have been interchanged and moving. But then you get people that are able to step up, such as Bryce Elder, who's had a really good uh, start to the season. He leads the National League in ERA. Spencer Strider still is an ace, you know, and really solidifying himself. And he's had a little bit of a bumpy road, but he's still there. Uh, he's right now arguably our number one. So, you know, I think that our starting pitching has been good. Our offense, you know, they're human. It happens. But it is it has been the bullpen. And um, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more. But, you know, you don't expect A.J. Minter to, to come out this season and not perform even to, like, you know, you know, medial um, A.J. Minter standards. So that's mm-hmm. been a little bit tough. The back end's been tough with Inglacius coming on and not really being as dominant as he was. But, you know, we saw yesterday he was he was very sharp, very crisp. So. Yeah, the bullpen definitely is the Achilles heel because the offense is a top three, top two offense in the game, and the pitching's been the best in the NL. Yeah, you know, the the and I agree, the offense, that, that was one of the things I was uh, going to do a little research on to figure out. Um, was at the game on Saturday and Sunday, and, and you watch, um, you know, you watch Charlie Morton pitch, and I watch Spencer Strider pitch. Uh, and, uh, you know, you watch Charlie Morton pitch, he didn't get any run support. You know, he did, no. did a great job, and, uh, had one inning there where uh, where he struggled, where they got the two runs, and then they finally got a home run from uh, you know Sean Murphy. But um, I really thought when the bullpen came in, you know, I thought, oh no, we're in trouble because they're going to score more runs. Well, they held them that game, um, mm-hmm. you know, so they only held them to you know they held them to zero. And then you know on Sunday, uh, Spencer Strider pitched, uh, and he got better and better and better as just the game went on. Uh, you know, I mean, he, I think through four, through three innings, he only had two strikeouts. Um, and oh. then all of a sudden he struck out the side in the fourth and then ends up getting the nine strikeouts, you know, so did his job. And, and of course they scored a lot of runs, but, uh, but, you know, I struggled too with uh, when those bats aren't going, it seems like the, the, on the field play is a little questionable, uh, you know, especially these last couple of games with the A's, you know, you see, uh, uh, throwing over the cutoff, over the cutoff man, and allowing the guy to get from uh, either first to second or second to third, and instead of keeping them where they're at, you know, just things like that. Over this last little stretch, has has uh, kind of reared its ugly head. But yet, you know, they're still. You look at them; they're human. So there are things like that are going to happen. And oh, by the way, I'd rather happen in May than in September. Speaking of defense, so the other night when. Um... There were three walks and then um, the error, supposed error on Austin Riley. 
Did you guys think that should have been an error or that should have been a base hit? I don't know if it really – I guess it, it should be a uh, an error, but to be honest with you, you got to make the play. So give him an error. You know, that's okay. – yeah. I, I should have no heard, sympathy towards that. I've heard differing opinions of, you know, how the play went, and obviously I, I didn't see it, you know. <laughs> well – So I, I just yeah, wanted y'all's opinion. Yeah, I, I always – you know, I, I struggle at times – um, when they give hits and, and they don't give errors. Um, you know, there, there are times when, when they, you know, it depends on where you're at. You know, the home book might give you a hit uh, or mm-hmm. might give you an error, whatever. So, um, you know, those kind of plays like that, you, you got to make those plays. Um, and, you know, you, you practice those, you work on those, and uh, those are the, the, the little things. That, it's the little things that get you. And, and um, you know, it just so happened that was a little thing. So you know, you you got to make those plays. Uh, pretty plain like, and simple. Can I just be honest with you? Though he should not have been in that position. It should have been. There should not have been three walks. That's <laughs> the problem. At the end of the day, that is spot on. Well, you know, I've always said it before. You know, as a pitcher, the pitcher's got a job to do, and that is, um, you know, if he allows hits, okay, that's great, but. Uh, when it becomes the pitcher's problem is when he starts allowing walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, – you, you talk about Bryce Elder, that was one thing he cut down on. Uh, he's cut down on and he's cut down on. And, uh, so, uh, he, I think even Jared Schuster, I think yesterday we're talking about how he had walked nine in his first uh, first couple of games uh, and had only walked like six in his last five or four or something like that. So, uh, you know, those are the things that you got to, to cut down on and – uh, even yesterday, in yesterday's game, when they talked about the bullpen coming in, um, <clears throat> maybe he went to the bullpen a little too early. I know he was trying to get out of a spot uh, where they were where they were up, but you know he'd only he he could have probably gone seven or eight innings yesterday. Uh, but uh, I know a rookie, and and you want to make sure that uh, he at least has a chance to get the win. So, uh, but they've been in those kind of situations and have had you know uh, either the bullpen or defense or something let them down. So again, may. Uh, I'll take it in May and not in September. Yeah, exactly. And also, I would just say on that, especially with a rookie, especially with, a you know, someone who hasn't, like, even though the A's are, you know, very, very bad this year, um, you don't, you know, the analytics say that, you know, the third time through the order, the, the offense is going to have a, a significant advantage over the pitcher. So I think that that's what Snicker was guarding against as well yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So and- I have a theory. Um, oh, sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I agree. Uh, you know, in that situation, I probably would have gone and got him too. But, uh, you know, he he gets out of that situation or, or doesn't get in that situation, you know, he can go a little bit longer. And I think that might be where, you know, we we help some of those bullpen struggles. By going does, Schuster, does Schuster remind you of last year's Bryce Elder? <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to go that far. Here's why. Okay. Last year, if you recall, down the stretch, Bryce Elder pitched a lot. He was in the rotation because mm-hmm. of some of the injuries, and he got matched up a, a lot against, like, the Nationals and the Marlins, but he did have a couple starts in there against the Phillies and Mets, and he was electric. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was as athletic – I'm sorry, as electric as a guy who throws 92 to 93 miles an hour can be. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say no, just because Jared Schuster, I, I, he's been better, right, lately, but he's doing it in May. He's shaky. The walk rate is super high, so you never know what you're really going to get out of him. And uh, I think he just needs to prove it a little bit more. But I, you know, 
I think he has probably another month, month and a half until we get, you know, freed back or you know, hopefully Kyle Wright. So I'm not going to go that far like Elder, but listen, he's making strides. And at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's, that's really important to, you know, him yeah. and our team. Yeah. And very promising too, with Max Freed throwing some over the weekend. So, uh, I mean, let's face it. Uh, it is, uh, Jared Schuster will be the odd man out, uh, when Max Freed or Kyle Wright comes back. So, uh, he's holding down that position. So, um, you know, he, he's doing, you know, he's doing okay. Uh, but again, you know, I think we, we cut down on the walks and some of those other little things, um, you know, but he's still going to be the odd man out. Uh, so if me, I'm pitching like my pants are on fire and, and I'm, and I know that I'm going to be the odd man out, but I also know that I'm pitching for potentially a spot next year. So, uh, you know, let's, let's go out and, and, and let's, you know, try to, uh, try to uh, pitch, you know, like yesterday. I mean, like, like you know, uh, Wednesday's game, good game. Uh, so let's let's uh, have more games like that. As the fantastic analyst of the game that you guys are, do you think he has the potential to be a starter next year in a, a uh, not elite, but sub elite, almost elite? A little bit more for me, I think. Show me a little bit more, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, you know, again, you pitch against the A's yesterday, that's great. Show me what you got. And I'm like, Kyle, I think show me what you got maybe later in the year. Uh, because we are still a little ways away from Max Fried and Kyle Wright coming back. So, um, you know, show me a little bit more uh, of what you got maybe against uh, the Mets or the Phillies or, or teams like that, uh, some of those more elite teams. Uh, and then and then we'll see from there before I put anything like a label on him or anything. Yeah, I 100% agree with that too. <clears throat> um, well, I guess we could get into um, what happened over the weekend, unfortunately. Um, Friday night, the Braves lose 6-4. Uh, um, Taiwan Walker gets the win for the Phillies. And – as far as I could, I could not tell on my app who started for the Braves. I've, I've slept since then, so I Schuster, couldn't. Schuster started for the Braves on that night. So on Friday, and even pitched, yeah, even pitched five and a third. Only gave up three earned runs, but he walked three guys. He did strike out five. So, um, you know that, um, you know, at the time we still put ourselves in a position. Uh, it was tied after after five, but uh, six and seventh, the Phillies got the runs, and um, you know we still had in a position to win the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But the uh, the bullpen, uh, three runs from the bullpen as well. So, uh, yeah, and, and you're and, and you're, you're and this is a little bit of, I guess what frustrates me about the bullpen management. I know that there were some guys unavailable, but you go Jimenez, uh, um, Lucas, and then you know McHugh was really good. But you know you're in the you're in the teeth of the game there in the sixth and seventh inning, and you're putting bringing in arguably your two worst relievers. I would just try to bridge it with McHugh, let him go the one and the third so he can cover the rest of the sixth inning. He gets the seventh, and then you can kind of bridge it however you want in the eighth and ninth. So I did not agree with the bullpen usage here, and that ultimately is what doomed us. And then also, Taiwan Walker, six, 10 hits in six and two-thirds innings. You can only turn it into three runs. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's uh, you know, that, that was the beginning of a little bit of the offensive slump, even though we had a good game on Sunday night. But, yeah, that, those were the two keys to me. Yeah. Was this the game that there was a lot of base running blunders for Atlanta? Or a couple of them? I think it was Zuna had one. 
Yeah, Rosario had a caught stealing. I think that you're right on that one. Uh, yeah. John. Is this Friday? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because none of that happened on Saturday. I was at the game, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, none of that none of that happened. You did not have anybody, you know, in position to make a mistake. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, from where um, I, I just could tell it was back and forth. I know Azuna got a home run late in the bottom of the eighth. I know um, Rosario scored on the trip. No, I'm just rambling. Rosario Sorry. got an RBI. Okay. Yeah. I'm Rosario trying to do this from memory. Yeah, Harris a couple of RBIs. I believe he got a homer himself. Yes, yeah, so he had a two-run um, shot. I remember that now. Yeah, which tied the game, if I recall correctly, or gave us the lead mm-hmm. one. Um, so, yeah, gave us the lead, I'm sorry, uh, with mm-hmm. that homer. Uh, but, yeah, because uh, Ozuna, Rosario, and then Harris had the RBIs. I got you. Yeah. Um, looking ahead to Saturday, which, Jeremy, you were at. So, I do have to stay away from, or scur away from football or baseball for a second. Did you eat anything interesting of the game? Uh, not really. You know, you don't. Um, we tried to stay away from eating in the ballpark. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Is, yeah, I mean, because you had to take out a second mortgage. Uh, <laughs> so, the the helmet nachos are always a hit. Those are kind of mm-hmm. fun. And that was really about it. Always got to get peanuts. So, um, nice. so, yeah. But, you know, uh, all in all, uh, that, that was about it. And, and we didn't even on Saturday, on Sunday, we didn't eat at the ballpark either. We ate outside of the ballpark. Um, but still, peanuts, the helmet nachos were a, a big hit. So, yeah. Do you but have hey, a fortune of it? No, yeah, no. I, you know, the first time I ever got helmet nachos was in um, Anaheim for an mm. Angels game. And good, goodness, that what I got um, could have fed probably 10 people <laughs> uh, because it was so huge. So, uh, this one was not as big. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was still a, a, a good thing. But, hey, listen to this, though. You know, with this pitch clock and the whole thing, uh, two-and-a-half-hour game, I believe is what it was. So, mm-hmm. it In was a um, – Yeah, it was like a 4 o'clock start. Um, and so, by uh, um, 6.30, we were walking out the door, headed back to the hotel. Wow. We, we actually uh, stopped at a place to eat uh, outside <laughs> the ballpark and, um, and then went and got some ice cream. So, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, it was – it was uh, great. I got back in time to, you know, watch even some basketball. So, yeah, two-and-a-half-hour game. There wasn't a whole lot going on, by the way. Philly's got nine hits. Braves only got four. So, Where, Where'd y'all eat when y'all were down there? Uh, well, we ate at the uh, local establishment called Panda Express. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because that was right next to our hotel. And then we had another place called Wings Factory, which was, again, you know, the battery, uh, in and around the battery in Atlanta, there, there's some – it's such a it's such a nifty place the way they got mm-hmm. it the way they uh, there's so many things in and around there and so um, and then we had um, ice cream from a, a little local place um, on Saturday night and then um, on, yeah on Sunday then we uh, also got a um, right there right on the battery got some more ice cream so yeah it was uh, yeah it's fun nice. yeah nice. I, yeah just talking about the battery I, I'm going uh, I'm gonna be in Atlanta next week and for work and I'm going. I think Wednesday night against the Mets and yeah. uh, the battery is just a great experience, right? You can go there 
have fun, get food, get drinks. They do their little pregame show uh, right there yeah. in the center of it. It's it's a really cool spot, oh, so I'm looking forward to it. It is. Yeah, it is. I it's, have it. uh, it's a fun place. As close as I am up here in Northwest Georgia, I haven't got a chance to go down there yet. So I'm looking to get down there soon. Yeah. Um, well, we, we're talking about Saturday. It's a 2-1 loss. Charlie Morton pitched two – he gave up two runs. Still, I mean, I think that's, you know, credible. I think that's pretty good for Morton. I mean, when you give up two runs, you expect to win. Well, you do, but he walked four guys. And I believe, if I recall correctly, one of those guys came home to score. So, yeah. uh, that, again, is, is where it in lies uh, the problem. Bullpen was great. Uh, Mentor came in, uh, even Kirby Yates, um, although he walked a guy and then ended up giving up uh, to uh, Chavez and Jimenez, pitch, pitch great. Chavez came in and, and uh, struck three guys out, you know, and um, his inning took about 10 seconds. So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm, you know, I was really thinking you know, this was the game that that bullpen held and we couldn't get any runs. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, it wasn't a lot going on in this game. <laughs> That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Looking at Sunday, this was the fun game to talk about. <laughs> yeah, Sunday, Sunday night baseball. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. Now, is it just me or the Braves don't usually play well on ESPN? Uh, I think they, that they do. I think that okay. they do because I remember there was a couple times in the last couple of years where, like, Ronald's hit a home run, robbed a home yeah. run, and he's yeah. – he's, yeah, they, they typically do play well on ESPN, I think. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm thinking of the older days. <laughs> um, Could be. So, I, I, I have to tell a funny story. My daughter's not a huge Matt Olson fan because she really loves Freddie Freeman. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, over the weekend, uh, my son took his Acuna jersey, uh, took his Matt Olson jersey, left his Austin Riley jersey here, uh, but he did end up buying a city jersey with Michael Harris on it uh, because that was about the only one that was left. Uh, he tried to get a Strider, tried to get a Murphy, and couldn't do that. So we going to have one custom made, and they ran out of ours. So, um, but anyway, so uh, so he gets the Michael Harris jersey, and he takes the Olsen jersey off. And so he bet my daughter uh, that if Matt Olsen hits a homer in the first inning, okay, uh, <laughs> that she has to wear the jersey. Ooh. And so uh, Ronald comes up, gets on base, and guess what? Matt Olsen comes up and hits a homer. So for the rest of the game, she had to wear the jersey. Uh, and so as soon as the game was, as soon as the game was over, and we walked out the door, she took the jersey off. But Matt Olson that game two home runs. You know Michael <laughs> Harris with a great uh, catch, a robbing, you know Robin of a home run. Uh, so over, you know it's great game. Uh, that game took a little bit longer since we pounded out 20, 20 hits. But uh, the <laughs> Phillies with three errors in the game, uh, and you know the wheels just kind of came apart. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was good to see uh, the offense get going with seven runs. And, and again, Strider, um, you know, he, he pitched six innings, and he sure did not look like he was going to go six innings. It looked like it was going to be maybe five. Uh, and, again, his strikeout rate wasn't that great until he hit the fourth inning, struck out the side. Uh, that got him to five. And then he struck out, I believe, four uh, batters, um, four out of his six batters and got to the sixth inning and got his nine strikeouts. So he was better and better as the game went on. Uh, and uh, had that one – just had one little inning where he threw a lot. And other than that, uh, overall, this is what this offense is, what we expect out of this offense, and that's to score a lot of runs. In y'all's opinion, in all this, the 11 runs and the 20 hits, who had the biggest 
offensive uh, game for the Braves uh, Sunday. Yeah, I think that uh, it's got to be Olsen and Acuna at the top. Four for yeah. five for Ronald, three for five for Olsen. Two home yeah. runs for Olsen, so I'd probably give him the nod here. But uh, people yeah. were on base for him to drive in four runs, and yeah. uh, I think that's, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, the table setter is Ronald. You know, he got on base right in the very beginning, um, and and then Matt Olson hits the homer, and then you know Austin Riley hits the homer, uh, and then you know it, it just kind of um, you know went you know it's rolling downhill uh, basically. Mm-hmm. So, but I you know those two guys at the top, but somebody's got to be on base for Olson to be able to hit the homers, and it was Ronald who was on base. Well, Sunday another sellout, like 40,000? 40, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. What yeah, was that called, Mike? Yeah, it was a rocking crowd. I tell you, it was it was great. Um, a respectful crowd, let's put it that way. So, except with Bryce Harper, you know they're going to boo Bryce Harper, but he expects that. But I I think that boo is also out of respect, you know, mm-hmm. for Bryce Harper as well. So, uh, but uh, no, it was great. It was rocking. Uh, you know, we uh, stuck around until the end, and uh, you know it was uh, good all the way around. Nice. Um. Well. Okay, so what do you guys think of the Braves having to travel? Now, I've listened to uh, David O'Brien and Eric Flaherty, like I, I, you know, I talk about it a lot because I get a lot of good information from those guys. Um, they were talking about, you know, having to travel from Philadelphia or from Atlanta to Oakland after a night game on ESPN, and they talked about how, how your body doesn't adjust quickly. What do you think of that, the Braves having to do that uh, Sunday to Monday? I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it as an excuse, right? But they didn't get in until, like, I think 3 o'clock local time, right? So mm-hmm. I think it was, like, yeah, yes. six, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock Eastern, yep. right? 3 yep. o'clock local right. time. So, uh, yep. you know, and they came out flat. Soroka pitched really well. I, I, I want to talk a little bit in depth about him. But in terms yeah. of the travel, um, you know, it had to affect them a little bit. And they were in, like, such a funk. I mean, they didn't even look like the Atlanta Braves uh, this series against the A's, which was kind of – Disheartening, but it happens, right? And you know they kind of salvaged the series yesterday, winning. But you know, travel had to do a lot with it. I'll say. Yeah, I would think this might have been a good time to do a little lineup tweaking. Uh, you know, to give um, guys like Pilar and and Hilliard, um, you know, and even Darno, uh, maybe some of those guys a chance to play. Um, you know, just because they had set out that night, um, and and even though. Um, our play just a little bit on Sunday night. I might have given him a chance to tweak that lineup a little bit uh, just to mm-hmm. um, get that. But, you know, these guys are used to traveling anyway to begin with. I don't like it uh, personally, but uh, these guys travel all the time. They're used to it. I'm, I'm just surprised they didn't get in earlier. Uh, I'm just surprised they didn't get, you know. But it was a longer game. Yeah, it's a long uh, flight. Yeah, and so a long flight. So, uh, you know, they pounded out 20, hit, <clears throat> 20 hits. You know, if it's if it's like the night before, it's a two and a half hour game. They might get might have gotten there a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, these guys are used to doing this. Um, so probably didn't take batting practice uh, just because they got in so early. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it, they're they're used to that, and and um, so. But again, I might have taken a chance to do a little lineup tweaking and get some guys a little bit of rest uh, to be ready to go for the next game. Yeah, let me let me throw let me throw a a, a, um, a trivia question at you guys based on the Braves in May. Okay, so right. you talk about lineup tweaking, right? 
So I don't know if you guys know the analytics that weighted runs created, uh, WRC plus. So basically what that is, is like how many runs are you basically creating for your team? And they, they, mm-hmm. I, I could get into like how they, how they, um, you know, articulate that number and come up with that number. But basically it's like who had the biggest impact on, on offense in the month, right? Or, mm-hmm. or ever stretch period. So my right. question to you is, do you know who the top two Braves were in May for weighted runs created? Uh, Marcelo Zuna was one. Marcelo Zuna was number one. And number two? Okay. Nope. Um, oh, my gosh. And I'll give uh, you another hint. I'll give you another hint. With a minimum of 15 plate appearances in the month. Murphy? Nope. Uh, Pilar. Pilar. Kevin Pilar was number two. So when you say, nice. let's do some shuffling of the lineup, yeah, that, that would have been a perfect opportunity to do it. So – and yeah. he did hit a home run in that series, I recall, right? So yeah. um, he's been really good. His defense is great. And the Braves right now, if you look at it, they are dead last in the National League in defense, right? Yeah, it, based on that's statistics, a shocker. Yeah, it's, 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 it's uncharacteristic, especially given the last five years we've been at the top, right, of defense. And that's really yeah. what's been great. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with maybe the shift is being gone. But uh, Pilar is a guy – who I think you want to give some more time to because yeah. Eddie Rosario is there, right? He's playing yeah. a lot against right-handed pitchers. Eddie Rosario has a putrid OPS against right-handed pitchers this season. It's in like the yeah. 500. So, yeah. you know, I'm good with Eddie sitting on the bench a little bit. Letting Pilar get some time. Dust off Sam Hilliard. These guys really had an impact when you had injuries yeah. and you in mm-hmm. the outfield and you had other guys who were not performing well. These guys stepped up. So let's give them a chance, right? Because – what we're seeing right yeah. now is with the Braves, right? They they had a great uh, game Sunday night. We talked about with the 11 runs against the Phillies, 20 hits. But now you go into Oakland, bigger ballpark, a little bit tougher to get the ball in the air and get it out of the park. you got to play yeah. a little bit more small ball. You have the yeah, guys who are going to hit home runs, right? You have the boppers. Yeah. But Pilar will get base hits. Hilliard. He's gonna he's gonna put pressure on the on the defense with it. He can hit the ball and run, right? So I agree with Jeremy. Would have been a great time to, to switch it up a little bit, um, but he didn't do it. Uh, I would love to see it as well. And now we head into a series with the Diamondbacks, who are a very dynamic young team. Yeah. Hey, yeah. let's switch things up a little bit. Let's try to inject some offense into the bottom of the lineup, right? So we can feed the funnel to the top. So I agree with Jeremy 100% on that. And, and I'm surprised that Pilar hasn't played more, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I see the lineup come through on, on uh, MLB and – Lineup's been submitted, and, and it's still Rosario, and it's still Ozuna. Uh, I am totally shocked. I would love to go back and see um, h- how many fly ball outs uh, we had in this series with the eight. Uh, mm-hmm. I joked with my son yesterday, um, and, and I told him, I said, hey, did you know Major League guys catch those outs? You know, they catch those <laughs> fly balls. We had a bunch of them. And you want to talk about small ball, look what the A's did this whole series. You know, mm-hmm. they were looking to move runners along. And at times, and even yesterday's game, if I recall correctly, we missed a coverage uh, on covering uh, from second to first, which is what Ozzy was supposed to have done. He missed his coverage spot in a bunt situation. He's the guy supposed to be going to first to cover because uh, Schuster and Olsen were going to get the baseball and, and kind of almost ran into each other. And Olsen turns, and nobody's there covering first base. And then the announcer, well – well, Ozzy's got to go cover second because Arcee is so far away. No, 
that's wrong. Ozzy goes to cover first. Uh, right. And, and Arcia's got to run over to short. I agree with that. But you're not getting the guy out at second base, anybody to begin with. you got to get at least that sure out, and that's at first base. So, you know, we got caught, you know, defensively. I, I agree with Kyle, you know, this, uh, you know, we shouldn't be this way. Uh, but we got caught sometimes with our pants down. And, and um, you know, even Bryce Harper had a bunt hit uh, in the game uh, against the Braves over the weekend. A guy who hits home runs. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm just surprised we haven't seen – you know, Michael Harris is struggling. He's not the Michael Harris we had last year. He's trying to pull the ball a lot, you know, instead of hitting the ball the other way. Uh, so, maybe it's time to, you know, give him a day off or two and uh, see if we can get his stroke going again. But give guys like Pilar and Hilliard a chance to play. I, yeah, I, I agree do with that. And, and I just wanted to say real quick, like, on the Michael Harris front, you know, you lift up the hood, you look at the numbers a little bit. He's hitting – he just the other day hit, hit, hit the hardest ball of his career, right? He's yep. getting the ball in the air more. So um, the analytics say that uh, positive regressions really do. And also, um, he's been a little bit unlucky too. So don't give up on Money Mike just yet is what I will say, yeah. which I know no one hears, but just, just for mm-hmm. everyone out there. Yeah. No, oh. his deep end, and as they see over the weekend when he made the catch, uh, you know, robbed a home run. Uh, headed back and, and um, you know, what Brandon Marsh couldn't do with Austin Riley, you know, he goes back and, and does uh, and robs a home run. So defensively, he's definitely a, a, uh, a positive out in center field. And, and uh, there's a lot of potential with, uh, with Michael Harris, a lot of potential. So uh, day off here or there, you know, keeping him where he is in the lineup, which is bat ninth, I think is great. So, um, you know, but, but I, I will say one thing that has not affected any is his defense. Uh, and that's what you worry about when, when he's not hitting the ball is whether his defense is going to struggle. So, so watch this segue. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Michael Harris. Y'all, y'all mentioned Michael Harris. Speaking of Michael Harris and the draft that he was in, you know, that catcher that we like to mention occasionally, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. The yeah. only game that the Braves won in this series – he didn't catch. Huh. Uh, well, it was funny because they had a story about how <laughs> Bryce Elder and, and Langoliers were buddies, big buddies, oh, you know, yeah. good, still good friends, and how they wanted to perform against each other. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, you know, the A's are, are an interesting bunch of, of kids. Let's put it that way. So, um, you know, it, but here's the other thing. So last year the Dodgers won a hundred and something games, I believe, hundred eleven games. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously didn't go to the World Series. I understand that, but they won hundred eleven games. Oh, by the way, they got swept by the Pirates um, <laughs> in in a series that they had in the early going. So uh, you know it's okay with what happened uh, with the A's. Uh, you know they're going to get a win here or there, but they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in baseball and you're going to look back and say, well, they took two out of three for Atlanta, but Atlanta's going to go on to win a hundred games. So, you know, it's okay. Everybody, everybody uh, gets their dues every once in a while. Oakland's full of brave, former Braves, is it? Jace Peterson. He's a former Brave, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Jace. Did uh, yeah. Kotsay play for the Braves before he, uh, back in his playing days? He did as well. Yeah, that's correct. Good memory. Yeah. yeah. I never well, saw it. Look at the other side. You got Walt Weiss and Sal Bando, two of the coaches. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I believe Weiss, you know, was uh, was an Oakland player 
and Salbando in that 1990 World Series had a huge homer. Uh, they showed yesterday. So, so yeah, I mean, it, uh, you got them, got them all over the place. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know they played for Oakland. I just, I just knew the former yep. Braves. Yep. Um. So let's see. Tuesday night, um, another really close game, two to one. Um, a walk off error for the Aries. Um, that's the game we mentioned where uh, Iglesias walked three and then allowed the unearned run. Um. What do you What do you guys think? Hey, well, Kyle, you wanted yeah. to you 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 wanted to mention about Soroka and how well he pitched on Monday yeah. night too. So yeah, real, yeah, let's, yeah, let's get into real that. Real quick, real quick before we turn the page, because that two one game, I mean, not much needs to be said about that. But no. here, here, here's what I saw with Soroka. He was he was just as good as he was before he left, and I know that the mm-hmm. results are going to be a little bit uh, different because he did give up that home run that barely got out right, for which you know you can't put too much stock into that. But this guy was pitching his behind off number one his mm-hmm. fastball looked good number two his sinker looked good his slider looked good and his changeup looked really good but the most important thing that he was doing was and i and i was um watching and and um i heard on a uh, on a podcast that he changed his pitch mix up a lot from the last time we saw him yes he was relying a little bit on the backdoor slider the backdoor changeup he was he, he i think there was one one at bat i forget who was up but uh, it was it was a left-handed batter, and he went back-to-back pitches. Strike one was a – I'm sorry, strike one was a fastball inside. And then he goes back-to-back pitches, change up low and outside, froze the hitter both times, swung over it the second time to strike out. And I was like, that's Michael Soroka. That is the ace, right? And I think he had a little bit of tire, maybe adrenaline wore off as the game went on. But those first three, four innings, if we get that guy, uh, yeah. So that's going to be really fun and exciting. So – you don't want to put too many eggs in that basket because, you know, he's just coming off two really crazy injuries that really derailed his career and his life. But, uh, man, guys, I'm really excited about him. And he's going to have bumps and bumps in the in the road. But, uh, man, if we get him back, I, I think that literally the, the ceiling increases that much more for the Braves. I, I agree. Well, and I think a good, a good spot, there was a lot of talk over the weekend about how um, Oakland may be where he goes to, to pitch just because – um, they, you know, it would, it would give, uh, I think Schuster another extra day. It would give, or get elder another extra day of rest, uh, you know, give everybody that other extra day. And so, uh, knew they sent Dodd down too, as well. Uh, recalled, I believe Derek, uh, Rodriguez, yep. uh, who is Pudge Rodriguez's son, uh, got to see oh. him pitch as a matter of fact. Uh, so, and pitched well. So they recalled him, and they also recalled A.J. smith Shaver because uh, they sent <laughs> Lucas Lecky down, who had had a, um, you know, hadn't, hadn't pitched very well. So uh, there was talk over the weekend that uh, Oakland might be the place where Soroka uh, was going to pitch and uh, get home um, uh, Monday, and, and uh, all of a sudden, yeah, Michael Soroka is going to pitch, uh, or actually Sunday night, I think it was when I found out about it, uh, Soroka was activated and it was going to pitch, so um, so yeah, I, I think he pitched wonderful, and that was good to see. Uh, and um, so uh, yeah, didn't get the win, but uh, I'll take that. You know, uh, the the positives far outweigh the negatives. Yeah, hundred percent. It was so good to see. Emotional, I'm sure for him and for Braves yeah. fans everywhere. And uh, you know, I, I, the last time I was on uh, on the podcast, 
I called it. I said, I think he's going to be up, you know, Monday. I was, what, a week off. But uh, it's so good to see because he's, he's going to contribute, I think. He's going to contribute a lot. Absolutely. I was, re- yep. I was really excited to see how well he pitched. Uh, well, listen to how well he pitched on Monday. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned Lucas Litke. Yeah, I'm kind of – I was kind of getting, I don't know, like – he wasn't doing it for me. He wasn't – he was struggling, and he. This is not the same. Apparently, this isn't the same Lucas Lipke that pitched no. for the Yankees. So, no, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, he reminds me in the old days of a guy who would, um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be the guy that's nominated if they're ever losing twelve to one. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're gonna be the guy that goes out there. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter. You're just gonna be the guy to go out there and pitch. That's what he reminds right. me of. Uh, and right. he doesn't need to pitch any other time. So, anyway. He's getting a minors. Maybe he can get himself together. Look, if we can get the guy that pitched the way he did for the Yankees for two years, then I'll take that. So maybe get himself squared away, and they they bring up AJ Smith Schauber and and uh, you know a guy that uh, you know twenty years old and and uh, a guy that uh, kind of ran, has run through the minors, much like uh, what Michael Harris, what like Spencer Strider has done. Uh, they're going to start slow with him. Uh, he's just going to be out of the bullpen. Uh, for a, a little stretch, but that's a guy too. I think that could provide them with some innings on the mound as a starter uh, because he's had some good success down in the minors too. This guy has flown through. He he was at Augusta two years ago. He, I mean, he's been at Augusta for two years, and then all of a sudden he's exploded this year. Well, um, went through Rome and Gwinnett in about two weeks. I think, yeah, right? pretty much. He's yeah. thrown thirty-three innings in the minors this year, one hundred and ten overall. I believe yeah. I have those numbers correct. He's thrown, or he's his ERA. His first year was like a eight, eight something, and then last year was yeah. a five something with Augusta, and yeah. and then he's like a one, one or sub one this year. So he's definitely yearly he's improved his ERA, and this year, you know, he's he started. I think I believe he started at Rome, and then. Was jumped to Mississippi. He spent two games at Mississippi, a, a shortened rainout game, and then he threw six or seven innings at Mississippi. And then I think yeah. he's thrown two or three um, games with Gwinnett, or one, maybe not even that, one or two games with Gwinnett, and then now he's up. Yeah. And from what I, all I hear, this kid's electric. Yeah, yeah he's well, electric. He, yeah, I was just going to say, he's electric, but also what's really crazy, um, he just started pitching, I think, in 2020. Yeah. In, in high school. He um, just started. Yeah. The funny thing about it was, um, I believe it was, he, he's up Monday, so he's in Oakland. He's sitting next to Jesse Chavez, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I believe Chavez born in 1983, and uh, <laughs> this kid born in 2003. So, uh, yeah. So, he's sitting next to the veteran Jesse Chavez. I thought that was great. Uh, you know, Chavez has been around the block a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe not 83, maybe it's 93. Anyway, whatever it was, you know, Chavez is, is uh, you know, been around the block. Uh, and so it was great to see sitting next to a veteran just taking things in because uh, even in that Oakland ballpark, it can be a little daunting just because it's such a spacious ballpark. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, anyway, that, that was good to see him sitting next to, sitting next to the veteran and, and Jesse Chavez providing him maybe with something to help him out if he ever got in the game. I'm really surprised we didn't see him in the game, um, especially 
that seven to two game or something. I'm really surprised we didn't see him in. Uh, but um, you know, but anyway, uh, we'll see him at some point. I bet. Yeah, we sure will. Yeah, definitely. Um, I believe you're correct. It would be 83 because Chavez is like 39. So I believe you. Yeah. Well, I, was, I knew I was getting somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It, uh, so I'm really excited. So what do you see out of Derek Rodriguez? I don't. I don't know much about him. I didn't know he was such a such a stud. So that's kind of cool. What do you see out of uh, uh, Rodriguez? Well, he uh, I, he pitched great. Uh, what I what I was able to see there on that Sunday night game, and um, you know, but he's been a journeyman, I think. So uh, mm-hmm. I I think it was one of those uh, where they're hoping to strike gold uh, and and uh, uh, rehabilitate somebody. Uh, so we'll see. I I don't know what kind of how much action he's going to get. He may be again the odd man out uh, when some of these guys get back. Uh, so. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, he didn't, he pitched great. Nice. But he's pitching in a, what, 11 to four games. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but he pitched, he pitched great. So, the two to one game on Tuesday, not much to talk about. Um, Iglesias gives it up, gives it up. But again, yeah. but again, if you're Bryce Elder in this game, it's another game that he, you know, instead of um, Elder's record, uh, being, you know, a lot better than what it is, uh, you know, he's still kind of stuck right at that 500 level. And, uh, you know, you hate it. He goes seven and a third inning, only mm-hmm. gives up one earned run. Uh, and then, but he did walk three guys, struck out five, but you hate it that once again, he gets a loss uh, because uh, of what happened on the back end of it. So oh, he gets, I, I thought he would get uh, no decision. Well, he got a notice. Yeah, he did get notice. I'm sorry, he did get no decision, but okay. he didn't get a he didn't get a win. Right. Uh, you right. know, to a and to a starter, that's probably a loss anyway to begin with, because in his mind, because he still didn't get the you know he get the win. He just got a right. He got nothing out of it. The bullpen came in, but anyway, it's it is what it is. Um, that's not. We don't need to beat a dead horse to you know to death. Uh, we can move on to Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Four to two victory for the Braves on Wednesday. Jared Schuster, two runs, um, six innings, or five and two thirds, or six. Uh, he went five and two thirds, if I recall correctly. Let me get mine pulled up here. I'm, I was looking at uh, something I else. It, I think it is because um, he gave up the two runs and then they brought the shot. He in. went five and five and a third. That's what he did. He went five, five and okay. a third. He gave up the two runs. One of them, I mean, he had left a guy on base and uh, they ended up getting that run in. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good or bad time to come in and, and, um, you know, take him out or whatever, you know, oh, that, I'm fine with that. Uh, but at, at the point he probably could have gone seven or eight innings where he was pitch count, uh, because oh. in that, in that fifth inning, he came in and, you know, you're like, okay, we, we just got the offense kind of going, uh, there he came in and he only threw like nine, 10 pitches. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was a great inning, and, and he was up to, I think, what we in the – so we're in the sixth inning. He was about 70 pitches. So, yeah, he could have. Uh, not, a, not a bad time. And, and, actually, he had done that the game before, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. He could have gone a little bit further, and they took him out. So, I'm okay with that. It's a rookie. You don't want to – you don't want to burn the rookie. Uh, so, right. Uh, but he walked four guys. Uh, that's probably going to be the stat if I was looking at if I'm the pitcher. I walk four guys because, again, your responsibility is to make sure 
that you keep guys off base. If they get a hit, okay, great. But if they get a, a walk, then that's your problem. So, But Chavez came in um, and did shut them down, and then Mentor, Anderson, and Iglesias came in and finished it off. That's what you would like to see on a week or day that those three elite. Yeah, uh, yeah that's it. That, that's where you want to go. You know, either Anderson and, and Mentor or Mentor Anderson. Either way, one of those is where you want to go, uh, certainly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, and I think Mentor had his fair share of rest uh, because he was supposed to come in Saturday's game. He was warming up to come into Saturday's game but didn't pitch. Uh, so, and I don't think pitched on Sunday either. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was uh, – he's had his fair share of rest, uh, so he should have been in, in good shape. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's where you like it to be. Mentor, Anderson, Anderson, Mentor, something like that. And, and, mm-hmm. and even with Chavez, maybe in there somewhere. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, that the whole goal at the beginning of the year was, you know, you would hope that Jimenez would give you that seventh-inning guy. Then you go uh, either Mentor or Anderson. Or Jimenez can give you that sixth inning, and then Mentor, then Anderson, then Iglesias. So uh, anyway, that's that's the ideal bullpen ender right there in the game. Right. Ozzy um, hit a two-run shot in this game. Um, yeah, that got the offense going. And my brain is escaping me. Who else? Um, well, uh, Orlando Arcia um, was on base. I think he uh, he. Um, he was on base three times, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, Acuna score – actually, excuse me. Um, so, Rosario uh, scored. Uh, Ozzy, of course, uh, Rosario was on base, I believe, when Ozzy hit the homer. And then Arcia scored the other two runs. So, ah. so, so, he was on base, I believe, at one point when Acuna got the hit, uh, got him in. Should have had another run from Arcia, but I believe Acuna bounced it. Uh, it it – um, uh, got a ground rule double out of it. Uh, ah. and so, uh, but um, anyway, uh, I don't believe they got any runs out of that, but they should have had another run with Arcia. But, but yeah, him being on base uh, certainly uh, helped the situation. Harris on base too, I believe, at a point where Acuna got a hit that got Arcia home. So Harris had walked, I believe. So, so yeah, nice. that was it. Um, any more else to say from this game? No, I, you know, the month of May was not very good. I believe uh, they lost uh, 12 of 20 games, I believe is what it was. Um, so, you know, they went if – I, if, if I we're looking at the math right, which I'm not very good at, they went – they lost – they only won eight. They went eight and 12 in May. So uh, – but I think they still hold a four-game lead. Uh, so I'll take it any day, and we're going to turn the clock over to a new month. Uh, and but I still think that there needs to be some lineup tweaking in there. I, you know, we're hitting the ball in the air too much. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, defense has not been so great. I still, as much as Ozuna was number one on that um, that list of of uh, in, if you're looking at analytics of what he's done in the month. Yes, he hit nine what nine homers in the month of May. I bet he struck out um, three times as many times as he had a homer, and it bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've seen the guy take some bad swings. That's the other thing that I think uh, these last couple of weeks that, that the bats are doing, it seems like they're not swinging at the good pitches, letting those good pitches go, and swinging at the bad pitches. 
So mm -hmm. um, just swinging at those, and they're getting burned on those. So uh, a little more patience, um, you know, would, would help. But uh, then this is, a, this is just an offensive juggernaut uh, that can be great uh, many, many times. Uh, but I, I still think uh, what we talked about earlier, Pilar, I, I don't care if it's a righty or a lefty in there, giving Pilar a chance to play, maybe giving Hilliard a chance to play to give Harris a little bit of time off. Uh, I think Darno getting back to that DH spot and getting Ozuna out of there uh, I think is best. But as I've learned in past in coaching, I used to have to remind my coaches, hey, if, if we're in a rut, tell me, I need to change this lineup. So maybe that's what Snit needs, somebody to tell him, hey, we need to change the lineup. We need to get, you know, let's get some other guys in there. Uh, so, you know, maybe get them a couple of days off. Um, so overall, um, of the games we've mentioned through this, you know, six game we've been talking about this week or this, this podcast, yep. um, who, who has had the best game offensively in your opinion? Well, I think the best, starts the best six game. Sorry. I, yeah. I think it still starts at the top with Ronald. Um, you know, I, I think he's the table setter. Uh, and mm. we've seen it so many times. When he gets on base in the first inning, how, I, I'd love to go back and look and see how many – if he gets on base in the first inning, how many runs we score. Because I bet it's probably 80% of the time he gets on base, we score. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so, because, in a sense, the pitcher's got to worry about Ronald on the chance, hey, this is the guy that's leading the league in stolen bases. Okay? So, the pitcher's got to worry about him. And he makes a mistake to Matt Olson, and Matt Olson hits the ball, it hits the ball in a home run. Okay, so uh, look at the batting averages. I bet if you take the batting averages through the month of May, as compared to uh, compared to to April, I bet you're going to see a huge drop in batting average. Because look what Austin Riley's hitting now. Um, mm -hmm. Had been hitting over 300, now hitting probably 260. Uh, look what Matt Olson hitting now. Had been hitting in the 280s, 290s. Had a great start, had a great spring, had a great start to the year, hitting 230, 237, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, so look at some of those averages, and I bet you're going to see a big drop. But, again, that's I'd rather see this in May. And, again, May is done. We're going to turn the clock over and turn the calendar over, and we're going to start a new month, and let's start a, a, new, uh, a new streak. I'd have to agree with you on Ronald. Um, I still think, you know, Olsen's a little – he's been – Decent the last six games. Um, yeah. Riley's picking it up a little bit more, too. Yes, uh, Riley. Uh, I, I think what we lose is the same thing we go with with Michael Harris. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I saw Michael Harris reach for one yesterday. Didn't he get a hit, I think, yesterday maybe? Um, he's been struggling getting hits. And I think the reason why is he's stopped um, wanting to hit the ball uh, more left center. Okay. And maybe that has to do with the fact that there's no longer a shift, and so they're not dramatically play, overplaying him uh, to pull the ball. Because last year he burnt them every single time, you know. And maybe that's in his mind, thinking, okay, now I got, now I can pull the ball, now I can hit the ball that away because there's not a guy there. And I think he's lost a little bit. Same way with Austin Riley. I think Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna will go the same way. I think Austin Riley's better when he goes right center, uh, center to right. You know, and mm -hmm. I think the same thing with Ronald Acuna. 
I think he starts hitting the ball well when he's hitting that ball in the gaps in right center and stuff. So let's face it, Ronald hits the ball in the gap in right center. It's a triple, you know, I mean, because <laughs> he, he can run. So I think mm. we have lost sight of that. And I can go back even to Eddie Rosario. I think Eddie, you know, even when they were playing the shift, he was so good at hitting the ball the other way. I mean, Oakland was beating them on bunting the ball. Okay. So I think that, you know, for, if I'm Michael Harris, and they're dramatically playing me in that shift, and I've got the third baseman who's playing really shortstop, and I've got the shortstop playing right there on the edge where he can't, you know, where, where he can stand there mm-hmm. at, uh, right up the middle, bunt the ball. What do they always say? You get that bunt, that little blue hit or that little bunt, and that turns your, your, your season around or that turns your, your day around or whatever. Bunt the ball. Uh, right. Bryce Harper did it. Bryce yep. Harper hitting 40 home runs every year, and Bryce Harper's bunting the ball down the line to get on base. So, I agree. Uh, do whatever you can to get on base. If you got to bunt it three times, bunt it three times, baby. Get on base, <laughs> get, to, get a stolen base. That's dramatic. You know, then you got Ronald up at the top. So, just the little things. I think that right now, the little things that are that we're getting beat on, and that's what we knew, usually didn't get beat on. Nope. I love it. I agree with you. Um. Looking ahead to this weekend series with the Diamondbacks, um, it'll be Morton versus Matt. I, I believe that's Matt Kelly, M. Kelly, on yeah. Friday. Um, Two six ERA for Matt Kelly, uh, and then a three fifty nine for Charlie Morton. Yep, you got it. Yeah, then it's uh, Strider and Nelson on on Saturday, and then Soroka and Gallon on uh, Sunday. And it's again a very good Diamondbacks team. Uh, so. Mm. It, you know, it's not going to be easy uh, going in uh, playing this. I, what I think is, is is going to be interesting is once again watching Soroka pitch. Uh, but if I'm Braves right now, I, I need to get us back on that, that little winning streak that we have where uh, we win six or seven or eight. Uh, so, and I think that's where we've struggled. We have not put together a winning streak um, of any kind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we might win two. Ooh, that's not a streak I call. Uh, that's just winning back-to-back games. But let's win three, <laughs> four, five, or six, you know. Uh, so, uh, and, this, and the Diamondbacks, it doesn't get any easier, to be quite honest with you, uh, because it's the Diamondbacks, um, you know, for, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, or Saturday, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we roll mm-hmm. around and get the day off again, which will be good, but it's the Mets who come to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we welcome in the Nationals. So it's back to the National League East playing uh, again. So, uh, you know, let's uh, get on a little streak here. And, and uh, you know, because the Phillies are looming once again up in Philadelphia uh, right around the corner. So let's get on a little bit of a winning streak and, uh, you know, do start this uh, nice year off uh, – or, excuse me, start July, June off with, with uh, a winning streak. And let's see if we can put some distance in between us and that second-place team. I'm excited to see this matchup with uh, Gallon and Soroka because it's two really elite young pitchers. Sure, yeah, I, I think for Braves' sake, it's it's um, you know, back. I always say one game doesn't make you okay. Mm-hmm. It's what do you do in game two, three, four, five, and six? Okay, right. Uh, because I, there have been look at just take that. What year were you born, John? Oh, did I lose you? No, you're good. 
Uh, what year were you born? Uh, 90. Okay, so you missed the great 80s, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so you missed the great 80s of one-hit wonders, okay? There are a lot of one-hit wonders in the 80s, okay? Well, if you look in the major leagues, there have been a lot of one-hit wonders that have pitched great one game and then have not pitched and didn't pitch anything like they did in game one. Uh, and, and so career over after game one. So uh, let's, you know, see what happens in game two and three and four and five. And, and, uh, but I, I think that's the game looking, looking towards. But, but I also think Charlie Morton, uh, you know, old man, the old man uh, getting back on the mound again, I think is, is something that we need. But another game, good game out of Charlie Morton and get the guy some run support uh, mm-hmm. so, so that he can show that, you know, what he's got. Um, Strider and Nelson or Nelson are going Saturday, and then Soroka Gallon on Sunday. Yep, yep, you got I don't, it. I don't know anything about Nelson. Two point uh, uh, two and two is a five point three seven ERA. Uh, what does that tell you? Uh, he had one bad game that led to that five point three seven ERA, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look at Soroka; he's zero and one with a six ERA. Well, guess what? That was the last game he pitched. You know, so yep. um, so anyway, I. I don't know how you look at – if you look at the ERA, look at the ERA of the A's that pitched this weekend, and it seemed like the two – or this week, it seemed like the two guys on Monday and Tuesday had the games of their life. That's the best games they pitched all year, and they probably mm-hmm. won't pitch that away again. But you know what? It's the Atlanta Braves who came to town, and if that's what you get every single game, then we got to play like that every single game as well. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, just a quick overview. Is that – is that all you had for this game, Chris? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good, brother. Um, minor leagues are still looking average. Rome um, is at Bowling Green this week. Um, Augusta is at Canapolis. No, um, Charleston. And then my Mississippi's with Birmingham, and uh, Gwinnett is at Norfolk. Norfolk. Um, okay. that's, um, that's about all I got for this. You got anything before we get out of here, Jeremy? Nope, I'm good, brother. Let's just, uh, let's get us a, um, let's get us a, um, uh, a good series win over the Diamondbacks and head back home. Sounds good to me. Well, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, allowing us to be in your ears tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. Um, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, you can follow the podcast anywhere you would like on any listening platform, Spotify, um, Stitcher, Apple. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at I'm an F3 Motley Crew. The show is at Ethos Braves. And um, Kyle has his handle. Um, I can't ever remember his. <laughs> Me yeah. So, and then... Me and Jeremy, we're both on Facebook. Jeremy? Yep, I'm just Jeremy Bell. The the all-famous Jeremy Bell. That's right. And like I said, thanks for listening to us. And as always, go Braves. Go Braves.